What's going on, sports fans? Got another good one for you today. Today I'm going to be going over whether I think the Cleveland Browns are the real deal or not. They got a pretty good record so far, but I'm not so sure it's an accurate representation of how good the team actually is. But before we get into that, just want to go over a few things I saw this weekend that I found pretty interesting. So let's get into it. First thing, Titans blow out the Colts 45-26. to Really didn't see this game being a blowout either way it went. Talked about it in my last podcast where I thought the Colts were going to win it by three. They were coming off two really big wins. They had beaten the Titans two weeks ago, 34-17. to Then they were coming off a big win against the Packers in overtime where they kicked a last-second field goal to win the game. So I thought it was very, you know, trending towards the Colts' way. They were going to learn from any mistakes they made in that first game against the Titans, build upon that, and make it a pretty good game and prove. I certainly thought the Titans were going to improve from their performance last game. It really, They really made some bad plays. Some things could have gone different for them to make that game closer in the first matchup. So I really thought the game was going to be a lot closer. But the Titans did me one better, and they got they improved very much so. And they ended up blowing out the Colts 45-26. Derrick Henry had a huge day on the ground with 178 yards and three rushing touchdowns. This guy's a monster. And the way the Titans use him, you know, a lot of people talk about how the running back position has evolved and is evolving. And and there's certainly a lot more pass catching out of the backfield. And I do think the position is evolving. But Derrick Henry and the Titans, they play a really old school type style of running. They run between the tackles. He doesn't catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. And they have a lot of success with it. And so it's very impressive to see someone of his stature run as fast and hard as he does and the way that they do it. It's it's very impressive. And I think it's time to just crown Derrick Henry as the best running back in the league, at least for the rest of this season. I know it was up for debate first couple of weeks. A lot of people thought it was Alvin Kamara. Then a couple of weeks ago, a lot of people thought it was Dalvin Cook. He was kind of on a tear. And now it's kind of shifting back towards Derrick Henry because of how big of a game he had this week but he's been having really good games all season he's the NFL's rushing leader I'm I'm not so sure how many rushing touchdowns he has I'm, I think he has the most in the NFL also so I think it's just time to like hey this dude's number one we can talk about it at the end of the season or at the beginning of next season um, but for now you, like this dude's my number one at least don't talk to me about Dalvin Cook Alvin Kamara whatever because this dude the way he plays how dominant he plays I don't think anyone can compare to him, at least at the moment. Something may change down the road. We'll see how he plays in the playoffs. But if it's anything like he did last season in the playoffs, it's just going to add even more to his resume of why he is the best running back in the NFL. Moving on from that, the Raiders look abysmal in their 43-6 loss versus the Falcons. And for the first time, we really saw the Falcons' defense step up. It's not impressive that the... Well, it's impressive, but it's not out of the ordinary for the Falcons to put up 43 points. If you've seen that team's offense, they have the weapons to do so. They have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, who's not an elite quarterback, but he's won an MVP in the league before. And he's a pretty dang good quarterback. He's just not elite, at least in my opinion. I don't think anyone has him elite right now. But at one point, he was... And then you have um, Todd Gurley, who's definitely seen his better day, but is kind of having a resurgence of sorts in Atlanta. So the offense is really high-powered, but what holds that team back and what's been holding them back for a couple of seasons now is that defense. 
And if that defense can step up, they can have games like this a lot more often. They beat a really good Raiders team, a team who who beat the Chiefs and then was within one score of the Chiefs. This team can legitimately compete with the best teams in the league. And the Falcons went there and made them look like they were a Pop Warner team. It it was it wasn't close from the beginning. The Falcons were forcing turnovers, getting after Derek Carr. They forced five turnovers and sacked Derek Carr five times. And if you're a Falcons fan, you've got to be really excited because this is kind of a look into your future, possibly. If you can get a head coach in there or a defensive coordinator, someone who can get in there and coach that team correctly and get that defense on the right track, because certainly you have the assets to do so. And you can even bring in more guys. You know, you're going to have a pretty good draft pick this season. So it'll be really interesting to see how the Falcons progress going forward. But I think it's definitely a bright spot if you're a Falcons fan. If you're a Raiders fan, you're just shocked. I don't think a lot of people had the Falcons winning this game. And rightfully so. The Raiders were coming off a really close loss to the Chiefs, so I didn't think that they were going to, you know, fail, fall right on their face against the Falcons, but they certainly did. Credit to the Falcons' defense. They played really good, and the Raiders just didn't show up on offense or defense. Just a really bad day for the Raiders. And if you're a Raiders fan, you hope to bounce back soon because you're still in the playoff race, and this was a really big loss for them. Moving on from that, the Rams and the Cardinals both lose in big upsets. Rams lost 23-20 to the 49ers on a last-second 42-yard Robbie Gold field goal. And I talked about it in my previous podcast. I thought this game was going to be close. I know a lot of people had it as a blowout because, you know, the 49ers are so like they if it's not COVID, it's injuries and they just they just can't get that team together this season. But Kyle Shanahan is such an offensive mastermind. This dude can draw up plays for anyone. I don't care who you are. He can find a way to score on whatever defense you give him. And that's what makes the 49ers so lethal. That's why they were in a Super Bowl a year ago. And if that team was healthy right now, they would be number one, number two seed territory in the NFC. Like that team, that's how good Kyle Shanahan is because, well, they do have a really good defense when they're healthy and their offense is pretty stout when they're healthy. Kyle Shanahan with weapons, he can do so much. So I did think this game was going to be close, but I did have the Rams taking it and it just didn't happen that way in part to you know, fumbles and interceptions for the Rams. They just they just didn't come to play. And I don't really understand why because I talked about it. Sean McVay teams are so well coached. It's really surprising to see them, you know, not be prepared for a game like this, especially because they dropped their first game against the 49ers earlier on in the season. So I really thought they were going to come in here and avenge that, but I still thought it was going to be close. And it was close, but it just went the way I didn't think it was going to. And give credit where credit's due. Kyle Shanahan is a fantastic head coach. And then the Cardinals lost 20-17 to to the Patriots on a last-second 50-yard field goal from Nick Folk. Really big upset for the Cardinals. The Patriots were coming off a really bad loss to the Texans. Um, so a lot of people thought they were just going to continue that because the Cardinals are also a really good team. And it just didn't just didn't go their way either. I didn't see that game being that close. I really thought the Cardinals were going to, you know, separate themselves. And in part to and the reason it was so close is because Kyler Murray just really didn't have a good day. Cam Newton didn't have a good day either. And other than that last drive where he kinda led him down the field on a short 
field. And had the Cardinals made that field goal where they had um, late in the game, the game would have been over. Just wasn't the Cardinals. They 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 end up losing. And then that leaves the door wide open for Seattle, who takes care of business, beats Philly on Monday Night Football, twenty three to seventeen. Now they're first in that division, and it's it's really shocking to see. Um, the, how quick of a turnaround happened in that division because three weeks ago we were talking about how bad the Seahawks were doing. They had dropped three games in the last four. They were third in the division. The Cardinals and the Rams were ahead of them. And just like that, the Seahawks are back and first and Rams and Cardinals lose two games they had no business losing. So that just tells you how unpredictable the NFL is this season. And if you're a Seattle fan, you're really happy because now you have a one-game buffer on those teams and Seattle Seattle has finally turned it around. They went and got Carlos Dunlap from the Bengals. They're looking good now. Russell Wilson is back on his old ways. Didn't have a great game against Philly um, on Monday Night Football, but he had a good, uh, pretty good game, and it was enough to beat him. And the the margin of victory doesn't tell you how bad of a loss that was for Philly because they did get a last-second um, Hail Mary touchdown at the end of that game. Garbage time. Seahawks dominated that game, and credit to their defense. They played played pretty good, and if that team can continue to play like that, they're certainly a Super Bowl contender. So moving on into the main topic, are the Cleveland Browns the real deal? They have an 8-3 and three record so far, but like it, it's a really questionable record. Kind of the same questions that people have with the Steelers of, you know, they're 10-0, and 0, but what competition have they beat? It's kind of the same questions you're getting with the 8-3 and three Cleveland Browns. They have three losses. Um, their losses are to the Ravens, 38-6 to six in Week 1, the Steelers, 38-7 to seven in Week 6, and the Raiders, 16-6 to six in Week 8. Those are three good teams. So you're not shocked to see a team lose to to those guys because those are good teams so it's not alarming losses although two of them were by very big margins one was week one so that one's kind of iffy the other two you know that's into the season the weather in the Raiders game was kind of iffy so you can you can kind of make excuses there you can make excuses for week one there's no excuse to lose 38-7 to the Steelers other than the fact that it's the Steelers and they're that much better than you the alarming thing is, though, that they have only beat one team with a winning record, which is the Colts. They beat them 32-23 to in Week 5. So they have three losses to re- like three good teams. I won't say really good because the Raiders and the Ravens are kind of iffy, but the Steelers are certainly a really good team, at least their record and the way they've been playing their games says so. But they only have one win over a team with a winning record at the moment. That's the Colts. Now, the Colts are a good team. Don't get me wrong. But it's it's very possible that the Colts just didn't show up in that game. They weren't prepared, something along those lines. And that the Browns were able to catch them off guard. I don't like to make excuses like that for teams. A win is a win, no matter how you get it. But it's kind of concerning to see that you only beat one team with a winning record even though you're eight and three and you're like in the thick of it in the playoff hunt they have in my opinion they have the best backfield duo in all of football with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt you know we talked about a running back earlier in the episode about Derrick Henry being the best running back in the league 
He's the best running back in the league, but the best running back duo is Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Both are very powerful, very, really, very good backs. Um, they can do it in a numerous amount of ways. Both can catch out of the backfield. Both can run between the tackles with a tremendous amount of power. So I, and that's, that's how the Browns play their game. Um, Baker Mayfield's very iffy. Um, he is an elite, or at least hasn't shown that he is yet, but he can he can be a game manager, and as long as he doesn't turn the ball over or make stupid plays, the Browns have enough talent to win games. They have receivers in Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and a few other guys. I know Odell went down, but they still have weapons on that offense, and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can catch out the backfield, and they're really good runners, so you don't really ask that much of Baker. Um, Mayfield on the season has... Um, 1,850 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Not a great stat line, not very many passing yards, not very many touchdowns, and an alarming amount of interceptions for the amount of touchdowns that he has. But nonetheless, he's been able to get him eight wins, although those eight wins are against kind of subpar opponents. They were still eight wins. They have a lot of close games with bad teams, but a win is a win. You can only play who's in front of you, but those close games against bad teams, it's alarming. You know, you can beat a bad team eight times out of the season or seven because the Colts are a good team. And if it's, but when it's close, it's alarming. And, you know, we talked about it in a previous episode about the Steelers, how they were 10 and 0, but they've had some close games against some bad opponents. They they play the majority of their schedule is only bad teams. So you kind of wonder, are they actually a 10 and 0 team? Are they as good as previous 10 and 0 teams have been? And that question's coming up with the Browns, but in this case, are they actually an 8 and 3 team or is their record just deceiving you because of who they've played? And here's my answer to that similar to the Steelers. You can only play who's in front of you. And this is the NFL. No team, I get it, like some teams are bad, at least in our, like you see the Jets, you see the Cowboys, you know they're going to be bad. But it's an NFL team. They have incredible athletes on that team. Any team can go out there and beat another team week in and week out. The NFL is very unpredictable. We're seeing it even more this season than in seasons past. But the NFL is extremely unpredictable for the most part because you never know, because it's such a team sport, you never know how a team's going to go out there and play. And we get lots of upsets a lot of the time. So for them to beat subpar opponents, or at least what we call subpar teams they should beat, is, isn't impressive to the media, to the general public, but it's it's impressive nonetheless because you went out there and you outperformed incredible athletes with your incredible athletes. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Every team has a chance to compete, and the Browns, although they've had a lot of wins against, a lot of close wins against uh, the majority of bad opponents, they have still been able to win. And in the NFL, that is impressive no matter who it is against. I don't care if you're the Jets or you're the Chiefs. A win in the NFL is a win. The defense isn't good, but it's not the worst defense either. Like their style of running, like they run the ball an incredible amount because of how good that backfield is and because of how iffy Baker Mayfield can be. So it really helps out with the amount of possession time that the other offense gets. They don't get a lot of chances to go down there and score. So their defense, while not elite, not really good, isn't awful. They have guys on that defense 
like Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. But out, outside of those two, it, it could definitely use some work. And I'm sure they're going to address that in the offseason or in the coming draft. But they have two defensive positions that are very important. Someone that can get after the quarterback and someone that can cover the, you know, the receiver down the field. My only question is how good is their run defense? You know, they don't have the greatest linebackers other than Miles Garrett. Their defensive line isn't anything remarkable. Their safeties are very questionable. So, like I said, the defense can use some work. But it's it, it's good enough to win games. I'm not saying this team is going to go far in the playoffs. I'm not saying this team is going to make waves. They could shock us though because this this is my opinion on the Cleveland Browns. They're an 8 and 3 team. Previous 8 and 3 teams or you look at other 8 and 3 teams in the league, I certainly think they are better than the Cleveland Browns. Do I think the Cardinals can beat the Cleveland Browns? I think they can beat the Cleveland Browns. Do I think the Cleveland Browns can beat the Cardinals? Absolutely. Do I think the Cleveland Browns can beat the Rams? Yes. Do I think the Cleveland Browns can beat the Titans? Anything can happen. Um, Those two teams play a really similar style of uh, offense with running the ball heavy. They got quarterbacks that can make plays. Certainly think Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. The Titans probably have more talent on offense. But either way, I think the game can be close. And that's all that matters. The Browns have a team that can compete. So no matter if you think their eight wins are legitimate wins or not, you cannot take away the fact that this team is able to compete. Do I think that they're going to go in the playoffs and beat the Chiefs or beat the Steelers or teams like that? No, I don't. But it's the NFL. Like I said, it's unpredictable. Any team can win on any given day. And the Browns certainly have a better chance at beating those teams than other guys. I think the Browns right now are better than the Ravens. They got blown out by them in week one. But I think that the Browns are better than them now. I don't think the Ravens, I think people have caught on to Lamar. That defense is pretty good. But I think people have caught on to that offense, Mark, and they're kind of limiting Lamar now. And he's going to have to step up. Certainly think he's capable of doing so. But we haven't seen it from yet. Now he's got COVID. That can put a real big bump in the road. So definitely think the Rams, I mean, not the Rams, the Browns are much better than the Ravens at the moment. I think the Browns are probably better than the Dolphins. The Dolphins have questions on offense that I don't think that the Browns have. The Browns know their identity on offense. They're going to hammer you with the run game. Baker Mayfield's going to have to make a couple passes here and there. While in Miami, they have a great defense, but their offense is questionable especially if Tua's playing shaky or not, if Martin Fitzpatrick's in there, doesn't really matter. That team, they don't have a dominant run game. They don't have a quarterback that can really go out there and light you up. So they don't really have a, an identity like the Browns do. And I think knowing how your team plays plays a very big role in that. So I think the Browns are probably better than the Dolphins. And these games can go either way if the teams play each other. But what I'm what I'm trying to convey here is that the Browns are good enough to win a playoff game. And that's all that matters. So whether you think their eight wins are deserved or not, this team is the real deal. And as much as people probably hate it because people love picking on the Browns for so many years for being so bad, people don't like Baker Mayfield, and I'm not one of those people. I personally kind of like Baker Mayfield. I think he does too much, too many commercials, 
and he doesn't play up to the standard I would like him to. But I love his fire. I love a guy that's not afraid to, you know, ruffle some feathers. And I loved him coming out of Oklahoma. I like a guy that's going to get in your face, get mad at you when you piss him off. And that's what Baker Mayfield does, whether he's got the game to back it up or not. I think it's pretty cool to see a guy do that. But moving on from that, the Browns are the real deal. They can compete with playoff teams. They're good enough to go out there and win games. They're better than other teams in the playoff hunt. Like the Raiders, I think that's a close game too. But I think the Browns probably win that this time around. I know the Raiders beat them in week eight, but I think the Browns have grown better. They they got Nick Chubb back. I think Baker Mayfield's getting a little bit better. Jarvis Landry's starting to get into a rhythm. Like I think this team is the real deal. They can they can possibly go in the playoffs, might shock us all, kind of like the Titans did last year, and win some playoff games, maybe make a run. But for the most part, I don't think they're going to do that, but they are the real deal. They can compete with most anybody in the NFL, and that's, that's, that's that. They traveled to Tennessee um, next week. They faced the 8-3 and three Titans. Could That game could have a really big playoff impact because right now the Titans are like the three seed in the AFC. They're one game ahead of the Colts. The Colts, they I'm not sure who they play next week. I don't think it's a very tough one. Oh, they play the Texans. That right. Colts might lose that game, but that's later on. I You know, I love Deshaun Watson. I think he's got a chance in any game. So we'll see about that game. But they play the, tit- the Titans, and I this game is going to be really fun to watch because you're going to see three dominant elite running backs going at it. And what I think is going to come down to, defense makes some plays defense limit these run games and are the quarterbacks going to step up and make plays because Ryan Tannehill hasn't been as good as Ryan Tannehill was last season he's still really good and Baker Mayfield has so much to prove to his doubters to his haters I think it's going to be really fun to watch and something to really look forward to that's it for today's episode I thank you guys for listening Um, remember to subscribe or follow on Spotify and I will see you guys next time on the Blitz (laughs) 